Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry and powered by Schedulicity. Without further ado, should we do? Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. What if payment looked this good? And your tips looked even better? Better yet, what if you could do it all by phone? Norm, payment by text for small businesses. Barbers, stylists, massage therapists, facialists, you name it. Available now for everyone on Schedulicity. Norm, the modern way to pay. I sit with my best friend, Tone. What's up, buddy? What's going on, homie? Man, we are back. We are back. We are back. Man, it feels so good to be back. We, You know, it, it, this is our third event in uh, uh-huh. about four weeks. And uh, like like prior podcasts, man, it just feels good to be around people. And people that are like-minded, people that yeah. are, have the same interests. It's just, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And I know a lot of people listening that aren't able to experience this, but, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, uh, you know, you'll get a chance to, or at least you're, you're in your community getting, uh, getting down with your friends and, and some uh, hairdresser love. Ab- absolutely. Brother. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, you mentioned, um, we were, this is our third event. We, uh, we were at BTC a few weeks ago and then we were at hair love retreat. Shout out to miss Elizabeth Fay Cause she's dope. She um, is dope. You know, but now we're here and, you know, we actually got to do like some podcasts around the table. We got to like, it just feels good. We, we, were, we were literally talking before we jumped on that, um, you know, doing the Zoom thing was really awesome and really cool. But you also kind of get numb to that, you know, and, and just being like sharing a literal table, you know, no longer the proverbial table. It's the literal. T- that's the big change, right? Yeah. It's the literal table that we get to that we get to share with our friends, um, you know, our, our hair friends and. It's pretty cool. It's a different energy, and I just I feel more engaged. Oh yeah, the energy is real. You can literally feel it. You know what I mean? Zoom. It was hard to feel the energy or, or the emotion. Here, you can totally read, see, and feel, and bond. It's just a completely different podcast. Completely, from from our perspective, right? Right. Completely. Yeah. From so, a selfish perspective. <laughs> I mean, who's more selfish than us? Right. Um, so, uh, so our guest today. Pretty excited about what we actually um, were introduced to him at, um, although he's been on our radar, but we were introduced to him just a few weeks ago at BTC. And for some reason, we've had the entire Ulta Beauty team on the podcast, all but after today, we'll need one more, but somehow, and which is weird because we didn't really like, we never had the conversation, let's talk to the Ulta Beauty team. It just, it kind of organically happened, you know? Absolutely. And, and like you said, you know, we were introduced a couple of weeks ago, even though he was on our radar for a while, he's just kind of hard to, you know, with COVID and just, you know what I mean? He's, he's so busy, but 
Uh, it, it's just going to be a great conversation and finally great to sit down with you, brother. Yeah, for real. So uh, should we get in? Let's do it. All right, awesome. So our guest today is Sean Goodard. I hope I didn't mess that last name up. Um, and thank you very much. You See, what it. people don't know is that uh, right before I have to say a, a last name, Tony will give me all the uh, all the syllables that don't make sense and then kind of you know purposefully screw me up. But uh, we have Sean Goodard today. Um, again, Alter Beauty. He's with Redkin. I mean, we'll kind of get into that whole story, but just really excited to have him. Yeah. yeah. Should we get in? Let's do it. Let's get in. Mr. Sean Goddard, welcome to your day off. Thank you, guys. It's so <laughs> great to be seated at the table with you. Dude, it's 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 really cool, man. It's really cool just to... How, how is that experience kind of like being back in the shows and stuff? And I mean, it's really overwhelming in all the best ways, but I think everyone can agree with this. It's relearning how to do the energy thing. Yes. How to get that energy going and keep it, you know? So yeah. it's really figuring that out again is the hardest part, but I'm loving it. Being around the people, mm-hmm. like you guys were saying, it's the energy that you feed off of that kind of keeps us going through all of this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again. It, you know, we're fans of your work. We watch you. We, you know what I mean? You, you're mad. You have mad talent and we just really appreciate you taking the time out and, and being with hey, us. Hey, it's my pleasure. My first podcast. Yay. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> we took this boy's virginity. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like they say, you never forget your first time. <laughs> That's us, man. <laughs> you didn't think it was going to be two of us, or did you? <laughs> Keeps it exciting. <laughs> Touche, uh, man. So, Sean, where, where did you grow up? So, I'm actually from Canada originally, uh, from Halifax, the east coast of Canada, uh, was where I grew up. And then once I kind of finished hair school, you know, like any anybody, I feel like when you grow up in a smaller community, you're like, I'm going to go to the big city. And in Canada, that's Toronto. So, most of my career was spent after that in, uh, in Toronto. Did you, I mean, you grew up in Halifax, and you always knew that you wanted to do hair? I had no clue I wanted to do hair. Yeah, it's really something that I fell into. Um, my journey with that in the beginning was, I, I, th- I think a lot of people that get into hair, you don't necessarily know right away sometimes. And we, I'll say, fall into it. So the way I got into it was realizing that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And all my friends were going to university and, and had it figured out. And uh, in the meantime, I was like, damn, I don't know what I'm going to get into. Like, where is my passion? I was always really into art. So, you know, art and hair really tie well together. But um, one of my friends was like, you know, you should consider going to hair school. He's like, you already do everyone's hair. And in my head, I was like, duh, I do already do everyone's (laughs) hair. You know, like bathroom hair, kitchen hair, the stuff you do when you're in high school. And uh, but, you know, classically in my head, being a hairdresser was not a real career now. Thinking back to that logic, it's like we know that is not the case. People can make a great career out of doing hair. But, you know, at the time, you just think that that's something that, like, a mom does sort of thing. It's not really somewhere where that you make a solid business. So I took the risk, and here I am. See, that's (laughs) the stigma our our industry has, right? Yeah. And and we talked about that a little bit earlier in in other podcasts, that we need to change that stigma because this, this, this industry is a beautiful beautiful industry and it's you know not only saved or helped so many it's just a you know it i don't know it, it's just an industry that that you can make a not only a great living but a great difference in people's lives absolutely yeah, yeah you're really changing lives and i think the funny thing is now that I, when i thought uh, after I finished school, some of my friends that went to university were still in university. I'm already on the road in my career at that point. So, right. you know, for people that aren't aware of that, it's like hair is something that you can get into and be pretty fast with how your career grows. And the best part is, is that you have the full control over it. You're kind of, you know, growing your own business and, and marketing yourself in whatever niche you want to get into. So all of those things were things I had no idea even existed before I got into hair. 
How did your family react to it? You know, they were totally accepting to uh, and loved it. Like, you know, they, it wasn't like a, a shade from them to be like, oh, you're going to be a hairstylist by any means. They were totally pumped about it and fully encouraging on it. And they knew that then their hair was always going to be done for free. <laughs> <laughs> Selfishly. Selfishly, yeah. They're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> when can we book? Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So when you got out of hair school, did you just, you go into like a salon situation? I did, yeah. I went into a salon in Halifax at the time. It was like, you know, the nicest, highest end salon that we had there. And that's really where I realized my potential. The salon owner was really great with encouraging the new talent to get clients and build their business and within eight months I was already one of the most requested and booked stylists Stop it, really? yeah, within Whoa. eight months which was really crazy and it just goes to show you that really it's not about how much time you've been in the industry it's really about your passion and your education I think are two key things that help people excel so well what is that you said education but you were like you know you'd only be doing hair for eight months I had it but I took my salon gave me every opportunity to go to other classes right. and really you know first off, see that that world even existed. And, um, and, you know, just to encourage me to keep learning and keep trying new things. And so after eight months of that, I was like, you know, if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't go to New York quite yet, but we took a baby step there. <laughs> so so that, uh, I was saying, so, so you went to Toronto? Yes. Yeah. So Toronto was, you know, a great experience. I was there for, I think, eight or nine years. So that was definitely like the base of my, my hair career. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I moved there, it was also when I started to get involved with Redken as well. So being involved with Redken, we're based out of New York City. So starting right at the very beginning of that journey, I was spending a lot of time in New York for trainings, you know, going to meetings, uh, things like that. And so life just naturally started to actually then gravitate to New York City which is when I eventually made the plunge and now live there. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, can you walk me through, like, the, your, your Redken kind of thing? Like, so did you start out, like, doing, like, a lot of people, like, PK classes and doing, like, salon visits and that yeah. stuff? Yeah, well, actually, let me rewind a little bit further than that. My very first experience of what a platform artist or a hair show type thing was was actually with none other than Sambia. Now, it's crazy to think that now I work alongside of him, and he's been such a mentor to me my whole career, I think, for a lot of people. But I remember I won a contest in hair school for a new talent for haircut and styling and color. And my prize was to go to this Redken event. So so you guys use Redken products at the hair school? We did, yeah. So yeah. the whole entire school was Redken. I'd been with them from the very start of my career. Wow. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, loyalty. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, going to that event, I remember so vividly the doors opening and walking and seeing the stage and the, the models and the lights. And I was just like, wow, this is like a rock star world. That <laughs> I didn't know existed. <laughs> this is not just behind the chair work. This is like a whole other whole other field. So that was my first kind of uh, intro to Redken and what they really had to offer. Um, and then when I moved to Toronto, the sales rep at the time actually came in and was like, I think you would be great doing uh, platform artistry. And here's the crazy thing, guys, was at the time, I was so shy. Uh, I was the type of person that would like call out of school if I had to do a presentation in front of people. So right. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds nice. But I'm not the type of person that can be <laughs> out there in front of all these people. And they were like, no, no, we'll train you. We'll give you all the tools you need to get there. And so I'm so thankful that I took the risk because not only did it help me, obviously, in the hair career, but also just personal grounding and being more confident and being able to now get up in front of groups of thousands of people and speak confidently and share the hair love. Did you take the, um, years ago, 2015, I took center stage class yeah, yeah. with Sam and, um, and, oh, heck. 
Chris Barron. Yes. Yep. Did you take that same class? I've been in that class. So that is part of the training to kind of excel yourself as a Redkin artist for sure. Now, did they do it like, like I didn't, I wasn't representing it. I wasn't represented as a Redkin artist. Did right. they, did, did they do classes specifically for up and coming Redkin artists? Yeah, absolutely. So that same concept is open to any artist in any brand. But then of course, because the leaders of it are from our Redkin culture, sure. we definitely get a special treatment and get, <laughs> our own, get our own version of that class just for the Redkin artists. That was a great class. Yeah, it's amazing. It really sets you up with everything you need to be able to be a better facilitator, better presenter, and be able to hold your ground on the stage. Good for you that you embraced it and, and took the challenge. Because a lot of people, like you said, you would call in sick. Yeah. And a lot of people would have called in <laughs> sick on that. You know what I mean? Totally. So that's good for you. I mean, um, I'm sorry. No, but I mean, on that same note, like, I mean, imagine if you said no. Right. Well, I think about that often. I'm like, what if I didn't take that risk and that chance and put myself in an uncomfortable situation? Um, where would I be? You know, would I still be working full time behind the chair or, you know, who knows where my career would have went? So I'm so thankful, one, that Redkin believed in me from the very beginning and gave me the tools and pushed me. They kept pushing me into uncomfortable situations. But, you know, with uncomfort, it becomes growth. Right. So that's how you get through it. Yeah, that's awesome. But even to have the, the, the vision that, that, oh, this is a growth opportunity, not like my own uncomfortableness. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So from that first experience when you walked in, it's like, man, this is like a rock star like type environment. Well, it was the rock star. It was, it was the was. godfather. It was the yeah. godfather of right. <laughs> did, did you, at the end of that, you were like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, well, I was just so excited by it. I was like, wow, I love this. But like I said, I was shy. So I was like, I don't know if I'll actually be able to do this. And then, like I said, that's crazy to fast forward Maybe even only uh, a few years after that was when I started to be able to work backstage with Sam and Chris and, and, you know, really get more mentorship from them. And they kept encouraging. Sam was actually a huge believer in me, and I owe a lot to him for when he would come back to the U.S., he would tell the team here that you guys got to watch Sean. You got to check him out. He's up there in Canada. He's going to be one to watch. And always putting my name out for opportunities to be able to be backstage to kind of help me grow. So I do owe a lot to him. He is amazing. He's a, and it's interesting because we get to spend a lot of time with Sam as well. And yeah. it's funny what you just said because until you said it, it didn't dawn on me. But but when Sam's having conversation with other people, he's always pumping other people up. Always. It's never about it's never about Sam. Two things that I find really cool is that he does that. Like, I mean, it's cool, right? <laughs> that that's really cool. But the other thing too is like he'll meet like a first year uh, stylist, mm -hmm. and he'll be like. You've got a friend in me. If you ever see me, you better come and say hi. Absolutely. You know, and and and, and by the way, we've seen it. He he means he it. He means it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? It's really cool. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on just talking about how great Sam is for the industry, <laughs> but you know, we could do that at every podcast, honestly, you know. But yeah, it's just it, it's really cool and, and and he's earned his spot as the godfather of of, of hair. Absolutely. He's gonna kill us for saying that. But you know, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. That's pretty cool, man. That's really, really, really awesome. So uh, what year did you move to New York? How long have you been there? I moved to New York in 2016. So we're going... Was Nick living there at that point? Uh, you know what? He was. But the crazy thing, I actually didn't know Nick at that point. So we met um, really just right before I joined with Alta. Uh, he was looking for people from the brands to bring in. And again, I think he had he had seen me around and heard some good things about me. But uh, that was literally when I had just come to America. So I hadn't got to meet like Ammon or him or anybody yet. I knew who they were, but we hadn't had that connection sure. yet. So. Right. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, what, what, what great, like, you know, a great way to, 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 to 
know that your name is out there. People have the taste of your name, and uh, especially with people like Ammon and Nick. I mean, they're they're you know what I mean. They're they're pretty awesome hairdressers. They're pretty awesome leaders. They they've done a lot for for a lot of companies. And so f- to have your name in, at the tip of their tongue is, is pretty impressive, especially for you know. Well, so it's like a dream team, right? Yeah, like yeah. a dream team and being that I had literally just moved to America. So you know what they say, the American dream. It is real <laughs> and it is possible <laughs> and I came for it. Um, but yeah, you know, like them giving me that opportunity was really amazing. And then I, I'll be totally honest, being from Canada, we didn't, I didn't even know what Alta Beauty was because it doesn't exist there. So I was like, wait, yet. what's... Yeah, exactly, yet. <laughs> so I was like, wait, what's Alta Beauty? And like, so I really didn't know much about what I was getting into. And that was another risk I took. I was like, I don't know much about this but there's good people involved so I feel like I should probably get involved in this and jump on board and again no regrets there at all it's been so fabulous with the entire team obviously Nick and Ammon leading the way but all of the team that they connect together it's it really is a dream to work with these guys and be able to create our art and magic really yeah, we talk about it all the time how you know like out of the blue all to put put together this dream team and you guys you know it's a powerful team yeah absolutely i mean it's it's cool and i'm pretty sure we talked to nick about this when he was on the podcast but like listen ultra wasn't welcome in the industry when they first like Mm -hmm. came in you know there was a lot of like static there was a lot of like pushback to them and and it's kind of neat to watch them not to to not only invest in you guys but into invest in these shows and to invest on uh, on putting you guys forward and well, you know the yeah, team's a power you know they're yeah, power in the community and that's not, it yeah and not just corporate they truly invested in the community absolutely and it also helped to raise i think better brand awareness of what alta has to offer like the stylists that work for us across the country really have you know it's rare that you, as a stylist you get benefits and get paid to go to education so they really get provided a solid career there and i think a lot of people weren't aware to that they didn't know what we had to offer as part of being on board with an alta team it's pretty cool it's also cr- pretty cool to me what Alta's done, and that, that they've taken people. You know, you have Michelle with Matrix, they you with Redkin. You have, well, I guess Danielle's Matrix, Matrix too. Yeah. But but Ammon was is he still with Lanza? Yep. But he's Lanza. Yep. You know, it's just, it's just really cool how it's all these different brands. Oh, and then let's not forget Sonia. I mean, like she's That's the right. queen of Wella. That's right. right? <laughs> so you know, I mean, to, just to bring all these brands together, and it's kind of forward thinking because we actually talked to Michelle about it. Like, like the industry's changed with that. Like, like Completely. the industry's changed with like, it's not so like, like the brands don't hold you so tight anymore. And that, that's pretty cool. I feel like we were really one of the first teams to do that when we rolled out the pro team. And because like you said, normally it would be like you stick with your brand only and the brands don't really cross promote, but you know, that's again, the great opportunity with Alta having access to all of those brands, you know, no one's going to say, no, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> you know, right. so to be able to have that blessing from, all the brands to be able to play together on the same stage and realize that we're all ultimately working for the same thing like yes of course we represent and sell the products that we that we choose to work with but also we're all here just to educate and give back and grow the whole professional industry okay no bullshit sean (laughs) can you imagine sitting at that table like redkin not redkin not redkin specifically but these brands we'll just call them the brands right yeah can you imagine sitting at the table when these brands are having a conversation they're like sean wants to do what with who Right, like they. I mean, th- that obviously was a conversation, right? People had to talk it through. Like, yeah, yeah, it was definitely a conversation. I mean, that was 
for sure a conversation that Nick had to have with those people <laughs> at that point <laughs> to get the blessing before we could even have that conversation. But right. yeah, definitely, I'm sure it was an interesting one. <laughs> I can't even, because again, it's kind of like, I don't want to use the word old school, but, but yeah. it was just the old way that we did stuff. And then, you know, 2014 or something, it seemed like the industry was like maybe split apart with the crowbar, but split apart nonetheless to where, you know, there was lots of love everywhere. Absolutely. And now you see a lot other of other people joining different brands and different people together because they realized it works. Well, bro, I mean, look at what Matrix did a few years ago. That's right. That's you know, right. that Matrix put together a dream team and apparently there's some other companies that are now pushing to build dream teams as well. We'll just call them copycats. But <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, you're not, you're going to get knocked out when you walk out. No, <laughs> like I have out the door. reputation of being the shady one now. <laughs> Sean, Sean Shady. Sean Shady. Sean Shady. <laughs> Everybody yeah. always follows the one that, you know, it, it, everybody experiments and then all of a sudden somebody strikes gold guess what everybody's everyone follows yeah that's right Get the gold rush that's right <laughs> the gold rush the <laughs> i like that <laughs> what does that make nick right. <laughs> right. well you know that's where the classic descriptors of he was a pioneer come into play yes you know, those right. kind of those kind of words but yeah. yeah at least everyone knows it now they know we were first it's okay there you go <laughs> that, that's pretty awesome and again uh, now, the brands must have been sweating, too, once again. I mean, like, how can we put together a dream team? Totally. Right? Yeah. And, but within our own brand. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's kind of cool. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, and it takes a lot of lot of guts and, 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 and balls to step out and, and out of your comfort zone and, and, and go for something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So are you doing a lot of photo shoots and stuff? Like, even prior? To, I mean, I know you're doing it with Ulta, but even prior to Ulta, was that kind of... What was kind of like, like your... Your road there, like like what was Sean doing that 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 made you stand out in front of the one thousand red can artists that are out there? Um, oh yeah, great question. So I think you know, obviously, it is about standing out. And in my career in Toronto, I really got into doing like editorial photo shoots for the major fashion magazines back mm -hmm. there. I was also a regular um, makeover expert on a TV show, like a daytime TV kind of talk show, uh, where we do the makeovers and transformations. So it really helped to get my name out there. Another interesting point, though, is that when I came into the game, there was no social media. You know, it was before that. I'm like an OG, but I'm young enough to still get it, you know? So what was interesting was to be smart enough to realize that there's these influencers coming into the game and I have to... Uh, like sink or swim sort of thing. I need to jump onto this this world as well. Right. So when Instagram started happening, I was, I think, one of the few Redkin artists that early on that was really able to jump into that world, realize the importance of a following, and really hyping yourself up and building your name up, uh, taking every opportunity. And, you know, I, I always tell this to hairstylists out there. It's like a lot of people, especially nowadays in the newer generation, they're always like, well, what's the fee? How much am I going to get paid for it? And it's like, guys, if I added up all the things that I did for free to get the experience, um, you know, it's in, invaluable. So the, the one thing that I would definitely say is if opportunities come up, you want to take them, especially if it's going to get you something like a photo shoot. Think about if you did a photo shoot for free, but no, but someone else paid for all the overhead of the models, the photography, all of that. So you're right. still getting prints for your book, even though you didn't technically get paid for the day. So, you know, it was a lot of that in the beginning, a lot of volunteering. I want to live in this conversation for a couple of minutes because nothing pays longer than experience. That's right. You know, mm -hmm. like, like having the know-how is, is, has way, way more value than the couple bucks that you would do. Because trust me, that couple, if you're getting paid just bucks without the experience like that buck is gone at dinner totally you know but like the like the experience of it and 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 that's where you can create you 
100%. And that's when you can start to ask for more bucks. <laughs> I think they call that leverage. Yeah, yes, there we go. <laughs> totally. That's leverage. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's a great lesson there, you know? And, you know, then that slowly segued into people starting to see the content on Instagram and realize that, hey, they can hire me to do things. So Redkin uh, started bringing me on board to do the major campaigns and, and photo shoots. And I would kind of, if there was a new muse or a celebrity, I would take over their hair for the duration of the contract that they had with us as well. So that got me into the world of doing celebrity hair and, you know, being able to say that I did Redkin campaigns, which is pretty big. So the cool thing was once I started doing that, then the kind of the, the global Redkin world takes note of that too, right? So all the different countries that we're in, and then of course you get the opportunities to go and visit those countries, meet those teams and educate stylists all around the world, which really is a dream come true. It's really, a w a once traveling starts happening again more internationally, that is something I truly miss, is connecting with the stylists all over the right, world. Right, so right, right. So cool. I, would you think that also what maybe separated you is your drive? Yeah, 100%. I think it's definitely drive and the motivation to just keep going and keep doing it. And because there was times where I definitely, I think like everyone, you feel defeated or like it's taking you longer than someone else maybe to get to your destination. But uh, the, yeah, definitely keeping that drive there and realizing that, like we just talked about, every little thing that you do is a, is a stepping stone or a, you know, a page to add to your resume, right? Yeah. That's I was going to get back to, to doing it for free because uh, we've talked to a lot of people and just to get into the back room of some of these with these superstars, mm -hmm. they did it for free. And then 100%. They, get, they get used to you being there. They see you. You start making a uh, kind of a reputation for yourself. And, and that's <laughs> Either way. <laughs> right. Like, who invited this kid? So <laughs> it could go either direction. Like, who invited Sean again? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that 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 that's a really important point too, right? I mean, it's to be seen, you know. Yes. If you're if you're trying to break through that way, like you know, make sure Sam knows your face, make sure Sean knows your face, and, and you know, make 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 sure that you also have the reputation of being a good worker. Good worker, hard worker. Everyone's always looking for someone that's easy to work with, that you know is going to be a good experience, and someone that will put in the extra time and not complain about it and and get the job done ultimately. And that I think it was a key thing that got me noticed was my work ethic of what I was willing to do, even if it was just volunteering. You know what just came to mind when you said that is like if you want to be the person that doesn't want to stay or wants to complain because you have to stay longer, there's always someone that's willing to do it. Oh yes. There's and always someone willing get to get that it, spot. And someone's gonna get that spot. So you know you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, but you need to be able to work those hours anyways because once you make it i mean it's not a nine to five <laughs> situation you know what i mean these guys yeah, no not no. at all and that you know that's a good point though is the willingness to do that some people get started on this journey and they don't realize how much time away from your family from life like your normal home life that you really have to devote to to ultimately do this and give back to the community that, that that we we actually just talked about that with uh, with Danielle, oh, nice. you know, because she started dating her guy during COVID, yes. and I was like, does he know who the new Danielle is? <laughs> does he know who or the old the old new Danielle right, is? Who was never know? around? Who was <laughs> never around? Exactly. Totally. How, how does how does your family deal with that? You know, it it works fine for me. My my family is back in Canada, so I see them when I usually get bookings back there. I'll tag on some extra time and be able to mm -hmm. hang out with them. But you know, in like I said, what my whole life in New York. Uh, for the past six, seven years, however, however long it's been, has always been barely in New York. So I, I've just gotten so used to living on the right. road. And really, my family is like at each event. So, you know, it's cliche to say, but like Danielle, uh, David, everyone, the whole crew, 
is my family. So it's like when you're on the road, it can feel lonely at times, I think, for certain people because you're away from your true family. But if you love the people you work with, which is rare, um, then it really truly does feel like you're on a family reunion. And, you know, like any families, there's ups and downs, but it's all the journey that you're on together. Uh, I think f- I, I define family as the one, the, the one who you have to accept, like the apology, like understand that we're all, we're yes. all going to, I mean, even about our relationship, I mean, you know, there's stuff there, but family is that, that, that stuff doesn't matter. It's like, we know that we're going to move through that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You'll get through it and you'll talk it out. And then every day is a and new have day. enough respect to talk it out. That's right. Instead of sitting back in the room, talking to David about how lousy Danielle is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do that. No, I'm just <laughs> So, so what is your, your schedule? I mean, uh, coming up, is it, you guys tra- doing a lot of traveling or yeah? You know, this is after, like you guys said, that it's been pretty back to back in the last few weeks. So there's a bit of a break before we get into uh, Premiere Orlando would be the next big right. show. Um, but in between, I mean, my, my weeks, every weekend, I'm basically traveling. I'm back doing in-salon education, which is amazing to be able to be in salons safely and, uh, you know, be able to connect in person. Because like you guys were talking about, the Zoom thing worked, but it's like I think everyone got digital fatigue, if you will, yeah. like, you know, from sitting and watching because we're so used to being around people. So uh, I'm literally every weekend gone to at least two days, two classes, usually Sunday and Monday because, you know, salons mm-hmm. are either closed or more flexible on those days. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the road running. Are you behind the chair? I am not. So since I moved to New York, I actually stopped working behind the chair because of the other opportunities I had between education and then doing uh, campaigns and photo shoots. It really tied up a lot of my time. So I was thankful to not have to try and start over in a new city uh, that late, quote unquote, in my career to try and have to build on the clientele. I still take clients, uh, like I said, usually more like VIP clients, if you will. And classically in New York, everyone wants you to come to them. So it's either meeting in the hotel room of whoever's visiting or uh, going to their their homes because in New York, nothing can be more convenient than having your hairdresser come to your house. <laughs> Fair enough. But New York also, they have a lot of those salons where you, like, you pay by the day or something, They right? do. That's a new thing that what they started the, what, rolling out. What was the one that Lynn was working at? Do you know Lynn Nugent? I do, yes, yep. Yeah. I'm not sure what salon, though. He was with, there's one of the salons that you, he kind of like, oh, I'm taking clients on this day at this, Yeah, you know, at this, gosh, I can't, it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's been a few years. The other good thing is we have the Redken Exchange in New York as well, so that's a great space if I ever have to. Uh, oh, you can clients. use that? I can use the exchange, yeah. Whoa, How good is that? We have that a, a little so private cool. studio room to Uh-oh. take care of guests there, so. Yeah. Sean Goddard. <laughs> that's my own private studio in the Redken Exchange. <laughs> that's cool. I didn't. I had no idea, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a good spot to be able to like if you don't if it's someone that you're doing for the first time and you're like for me doing color. That I'll say that is the hard thing about doing mobile visits. Yeah. You really got to pack a lot of stuff with you. You know what you're getting into. To know what you're getting into. So sometimes if it's a new client, I'll take them there because then I have access to all the color. And right. then when you start to figure out their routine, you can then be mobile with them a bit easier. Right. So so do you have to pay for the color? and stuff at Redkin or how does that work? I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this on here, but it's a special staff privilege, I think, to be able to uh, just grab the tubes. Fair, and fair and enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So let's just say when I had to actually order color on my own, I was like, this is how much this costs? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Now I know why prices are high these days. <laughs> you feel our pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. 
I like that. At the new exchange, right? Because I haven't been to the new the one. The new exchange, yeah. And we just opened up the doors again there, too, which is exciting. We've got people flowing through and that energy. Uh, what's cool? Classes are back? Classes are back, yeah. Yay. And we did a plot twist on the classes. So you can come in person or you can watch the same class virtually now. So depending on your comfort level of travel at this point or even budget, maybe, uh, mm -hmm. we realized that virtual still does really work for some people. And we were able to get a reach of clients, uh, stylists, sorry, that would never necessarily have come to New York to be able to see what Redken Education was all about. So our new hybrid classes have been going great with in-person attendance and then being able to watch it from home wherever you're at. That's so cool. Yeah. Bravo, Redken Exchange. Don't take center stage, though. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be there in person for center stage. Yes, absolutely. That is one you have to do in person, for yeah. sure. Is, is Sam and Chris still doing that? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they still are doing it. And then Chris also is doing his own thing with Chris yes. Camp in Arizona. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good experience as well. That's a good, this, it's really cool, like, it's obvious that the, the industry is switching because there's so many, like, now, like, I put it in quote, quotations, but, like, public speaking classes, right? Because yes. you have Chris's, you have Center Stage, and then our friend Ben Mollen does it. Do you know Ben? Yep. Yeah, Ben Mollen does, you know, his uh, Ben Mollen project, which we did um, last year, right? Two years ago. Oh, my gosh. Last year is a blur. <laughs> last year, <laughs> year doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah, That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the year that everything and nothing happened all at the same totally. time. That was a big control alt delete there last <laughs> yeah, year. Control, I love that. I'm stealing that, Sean. <laughs> I'm totally stealing that. That's pretty cool, man. So, uh, does your family have any idea what you do? <laughs> they do. My grandmother's my biggest fan. Let's just put it that way. Anything that shows up on Facebook, because you know that generation leans a sure. bit more there. Yeah. Um. You know, she's my biggest fan and commenting on everything and. Uh, go, yeah, Sean, so she, yeah, she's the biggest cheerleader <laughs> and she actually lives in Maine. So, uh, I know whenever she goes anywhere, like to an Alta beauty, let's just say she is talking those people's ears. Off about <laughs> her grandson. And the last time I went there, I had to actually go for a visit there. She's like, I have to take you to the mall to Alta to meet the stylist that wants to meet you. And I'm like, okay, oh here we go. God, here goes the so tour. Funny. Um, but yeah, they, they know what I do. And, uh, it's, I think it's really crazy for them because I will say out of my entire family, I am the one person that really, quote unquote, made it. So, you know, they I definitely didn't have the cards in my favor, if you if you will. But I was able to kind of break what the mold had in store for me and really uh, make make it in the big time. What were those cards? Um, you know, just being not from necessarily like a lot of privilege or fortune. I kind of also was on my own at a very young age of 16. So uh, not really having a, much of a family to begin with. It, my, I've always been close with my grandmother, but, um, you know, didn't have my parents in the picture. So it was kind of figuring it out myself. And I think when people typically live that life, there is a chance to take a wrong turn and uh, end up on a completely different path. But I was able to uh, stick it out and get through it and, you know, start to rise. Way to go, up. Grandma. That's right. Grandma <laughs> taught me well. <laughs> it's you know what's cool about our industry too is that even if you had taken that wrong turn this in, this industry doesn't turn your their back on it i mean absolutely we've had people on the podcast that have been to jail we have people on the podcast that have just had some tough upbringings and, yeah. and i mean even homelessness and stuff you know and like this industry kind of doesn't care about that no, you can, you can really reinvent yourself when you come into the hair industry, and it doesn't matter what your past is, and I think that's one of the coolest things about it. It's, all, it's almost like the more eclectic and crazy you are, the better. Yeah. <laughs> People love it even more. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like, don't be boring. Be crazy. Have a good story. Have, su have a cool look. You know, All of those things help you stand out, <laughs> and, and people are interested in it. 
Well, then you get Tony and I, and you know, our look is like to completely like play down. <laughs> hey, it's all about balance. <laughs> it is kind of uh, cool, though. It's kind of a crazy reality show. Totally. You know? so, yeah. Yeah, this whole thing has been a crazy reality show, you know? <laughs> That's cool. Sean, dude. Thank you, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, and it's been a pleasure, dude. That was that was really really cool, man. Um, I'm glad to get to know you a little bit better. Thank Absolutely. you for uh, spending some time with us, and thanks for uh, you know pulling away from your Ulta family to uh, to spend a couple minutes with these two knuckleheads. It's okay, I needed a break from them anyway. Told you, shady, right. shady. <laughs> so, so how can everybody uh, find you, follow you? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely big on Instagram. It's at Sean Godard, G-O-D-A-R-D. And then uh, for education, you can find out more info on Redkin.com. Tons of classes happening there throughout the year. And if you are a Redkin salon, I can also come into your salon and do a customized yes. class for you as well because uh, we're back on the road again for that. And yeah. so, yeah, those are the main things. Oh, uh, sorry, before we get out. So when if, if we were to hire you in salon, yep. like what are you teaching? Is it haircuts, color, oh, great, everything? Oh, great question. So I can, I'm can i teaching usually color and finishing uh, mm -hmm. in most of the classes I do. So photo, like I said, photo shoot finishing or, you know, just normal commercial salon color. The cool thing about booking a custom class is it, it is just that. It's literally custom. I talk with the salon owners and the team, and we figure out exactly what they need for that day together. That's cool. So you're doing like, like you're talking about photo shoots and stuff. I mean, are you doing like Instagram posing or are you doing more like big picture kind of like editorial Usually stuff? I go more towards the big picture editorial. I think uh, Instagram is, it's not that I, it's not my forte, but I definitely want to be able to bring that other world because Instagram is a lot of people's reality with where their photos end up. But sure. I want them to know that there is a bigger possibility out There's there. There's a bigger so. world out there. Yeah. That's nice. awesome. Sean, dude, once again, thank you very much. Thanks for hanging out with us and thank you for joining us on your day off.